Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, it's the Reading Bug, here to tell you that today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and the new hilarious picture book, Except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill. Please support our sponsor by purchasing Except Antarctica and other Sourcebooks books at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our horse adventure. Thanks to each and every one of you for your support of our small business this year. It sure has been a challenging year, but we're grateful to be able to continue our adventures with you. Please consider continuing to support us by shopping at thereadingbug.com. There, you can choose from millions of books and gifts, or find recommendations from our staff, or select customized care packages for your loved ones. You can even find books from your favorite Reading Bug Adventures episodes at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. You can also support us by signing up every young reader you know for a perfectly personalized subscription at readingbugbox.com. Every month, the expert booksellers in our store and I handpick the books that are best suited to each reader based on their age, interests, reading level, and customized notes. Every box is unique and magical, helping children discover and grow a lifelong love of reading. Before we begin our adventure, a big thank you to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for every Reading Bug Adventures episode. And of course, another big thank you to our sponsors and to all of our patrons for helping us continue to make this podcast. It takes a lot of time to write and record every episode and every song, and we couldn't do it without your help. A big thank you and hello to all of our patrons. You're what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron, support our work, and hear your names shouted out on a future episode, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me and the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly. It's time for a reading bug adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, hello! Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, look who's here. It's our reader friend. Thank you so much for joining us. You made it just in time. The Reading Bug was just about to share today's adventure with me. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. I can hardly wait to get started. Yeehaw! Me too! The Spelling Bee and I raced over here, and I am chomping at the bit for today's adventure together. It's going to be awesome! A-W-E-S-O-N-E. But, uh, Bug, where are we going? I can't just tell you, Bee. Here's a hint. I just finished reading an amazing nonfiction book called Who Was Seabiscuit by James Buckley. Who was Seabiscuit? Reading Bug, I don't know. Who was Seabiscuit? Hold your horses, Lauren. Try not to put the cart before the horse. 
Let's figure out where we're going on today's adventure first. Then I'll fill you in about Seabiscuit. Sure, Reading Bug, of course. Can you tell us the names of some of the other books in your book bag? You got it, dude. I brought a few really great books with me. Sergeant Reckless, The True Story of the Little Horse Who Became a Hero by Iacopo Bruno. This Way, Charlie by Karen Levis. That Book Woman by Heather Hansen. Fritz and the Beautiful Horses by Jan Brett. And Black Beauty by Anna Sewell. Reader, do you have any guesses? I know that at least three of those books are about horses. Sergeant Reckless, Fritz and the Beautiful Horses, and Black Beauty. So, are we going on a horse adventure today? Yes, yes, yes. You guessed it. Great job. We are going on a horse adventure today. I couldn't be more excited. Woo! A horse adventure. Incredible. I love horses. The reading bug. There are horses everywhere. Where will you and your magic book bag be taking us on this horse adventure? Well, that's what Who Was Seabiscuit will help you figure out. You asked me who is Seabiscuit, and the answer is, he's a horse. A horse named S-E-A-B-I-S-C-U-I-T? Seabiscuit. That's right. But Seabiscuit wasn't just any horse. Seabiscuit was born in Lexington, Kentucky. He was born in 1933. And even though he was a thoroughbred horse, he was funny looking, and the way he walked and ran around looked funny too. No one thought that Seabiscuit would be a great racehorse, but he overcame all kinds of obstacles to become one of the most famous racehorses of all time. Incredible! But what's a thoroughbred horse? Ooh, ooh, I know. Let me answer. T-H-O-R-O-U-G-H-B-R-E-D. Thoroughbreds are known for their agility, speed, and spirit, and are often used in horse racing. So, we're going on a racehorse adventure today, then? Are we going to visit Seabiscuit? Well, I'm actually not sure, Lauren. Like the spelling bee said, there are horses everywhere. I read in DK Horses that there are 75 million horses in the world today, and horses have been around for a long, long time. There are also lots of members of the horse family, including zebras, donkeys, and mules. So... There's a lot we could do or see on today's adventure. I haven't quite made up my mind, and with all the different horse books in my book bag, it's not clear where we'll be going. But, Reading Bug, we're about to leave. What do you mean you haven't made up your mind? Modern horses evolved over millions of years, Lauren. There was a horse-like animal called the Hyracotherium that lived 55 million years ago. So, to have a horse adventure, we could go anywhere and any time in the last 55 million years. But I think we should probably go to Kentucky. It's known as the horse capital of the world, after all. What do you think? The horse capital of the world? I think that's a great idea. Me too. I've never been to Kentucky before. Okay, Kentucky it is then. I'm sure that this equestrian adventure will be awesome. Equestrian? Yes, E-Q-U-E-S-T-R-I-A-N. An equestrian is someone involved with horses. You can also use equestrian to describe anything that has to do with horseback riding. I absolutely love horses, so an equestrian adventure sounds incredible. But before we go, I think we should stretch out and get ready for whatever adventure awaits us. That's a great idea, Lauren. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed, of course, and wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now... Stretch your arms up high over your heads. Perfect. Stretch.
Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Ooh, that felt great, Lauren. You know, equestrians like to stretch before they ride their horses, too. Some people think that equestrians aren't athletes, but they're wrong. Pre-ride stretching helps prepare a rider's muscles for horseback riding and helps to prevent injuries. Well, we definitely want to prevent injuries so we can keep on adventuring together. Right, reader? Oh, and one last thing before we go. Did you remember to bring crayons and paper with you today? With your crayons and paper, you can draw illustrations of all the things we see and do on our adventure. Illustrators draw the pictures in the books that we read, and just like them, you can draw pictures too, to help retell the story of our incredible horse adventure once we return. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take a bit of time to listen to music and draw our illustrations, but you're welcome to stop and draw anytime. Just press pause if you need more time and press play again when you're ready to continue. I can't wait to see all the incredible pictures you draw. If you didn't remember to bring crayons and paper, don't worry, you can get them now. The reading bug, the spelling bee, and I will wait right here for you. Okay, is everyone ready for an equestrian adventure in Kentucky today? Spelling bee, do you want to cast the magical spell for the book bag to take us away? Oh yes, of course. I love spelling, but I love spells even more. Magic book bag take us all to Kentucky to learn about horses and maybe ride one if we're lucky. Thoroughbred racehorses in black, brown, and white. This equestrian adventure is sure to delight. Oh, wow. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening our book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. And look inside. I see pictures of treetop mountains, dark and dusty coal mines, race courses filled with cheering crowds, and, of course, lots and lots of horses. Who knew that horses came in so many different shapes and sizes? I see big horses and small ones, race horses, work horses, carriage horses, farm horses, Clydesdale horses, and even miniature horses. There are lots and lots of new words floating around in there, too. Saddlebag, hinny, piebald, onager, pack horse. Okay, is everyone ready to hop inside the book bag with me? Great. Just three hops together and the magic of the book bag along with all of our imaginations, of course. We'll get this adventure started. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag, our trusty book bag? What will we learn about today? It's working. The Reading Bug's book bag is flying higher and higher and higher. See? We're up in the sky, high above our homes and backyards. Thankfully, this trip shouldn't take too long, because Kentucky isn't very far away. But Lauren, look. Your watch is counting backwards. That means we're traveling backwards through time, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does. But not too far back in time, it seems. See? It's counting back very slowly. Oh, yeah. And look, I think we're coming in for a landing already. We're floating above a large mountain range and moving quickly towards the ground. We made it! 
Well, we landed, but we still don't know where or when. I think we're in Kentucky. And I think we traveled back in time, at least a little. But you're right, Bee. We won't know anything for sure until we hop out of the bag and take a look around. Are you ready? Great! Then follow me. Where are we, Bug? Shh! Lauren, Rear, Bee, wherever we are, we're not alone. Look, there's someone just up ahead with a horse tied up to that fence post. And whoever he is, I'm not sure he's friendly. Look at how dirty his clothing is. And a large hat on his head is covering his eyes. And whoever it is has a bandana wrapped around his nose and mouth. That looks like a bandit to me. Let's hide. Good idea, B. Over here. Follow me behind the tree. Well, looky here. That's not a boy. It's a girl. Where in tarnation did this book bag come from? I could have sworn it wasn't here before. Oh no, my bag. We left it. This book bag is filled with books. Now that's a fine how-do-you-do. And would you look at that? The books all seem to be about horses, but I've never heard of them. Magic Tree House Stallions by Starlight, The Smallest Horse by Lori List, and My Pony by Susan Jeffers. Nope, never heard of them. Oh, but I do see my all-time favorite horse book, Black Beauty by Anna Swell, and Smoke and the Cow Horse by Will James. What a treat. I'll be taking these with me sure as shooting. Taking them? But we can't let her take my bag. Ooh-wee, I can't believe it. But there's also copies of two new books I've been hearing about, National Velvet by Anid Backwell and Billy and Blaze by Clarence William Anderson. These must be the very first copies to make it all the way to Eastern Kentuck. I can't wait to give them a read. We need to stop her. Okay, okay. Um, excuse me? I'm afraid that bag belongs to us. Oh, oh, you startled me. I didn't see all there. Are these all your books? I didn't mean to take them from you, but I... Can I borrow a few to read? Oh, you're not a bandit, are you? <laughs> oh, no. I just wear this scarf to keep the dust out of my nose and mouth when I ride. Oh, well, in that case, I'm sure we could lend you a book or two. What do you think, Reading Bug? Of course. I love sharing a good book with someone who hasn't read it yet. But we will need the book bag back. My name is Lauren, and this here is the reading bug and our reader friend. And we've got the spelling bee here, too. Howdy! The books in the book bag belong to the reading bug. <laughs> A ladybug named the reading bug? You know, that's what my mama calls me. My given name, though, is Dorothy Porter Jones. My mama named me after Dorothy D. Porter. She's the first black woman to ever earn a master's degree in library science, don't you know? But... Everyone in Paintsville just calls me Dottie, and you can too. Well, we're all very pleased to meet you, Dottie. As you can see, I have a few dots myself. Maybe people should call me Dottie too. <laughs> Boy, howdy. I thought I might be losing my marbles, but sure enough, these bugs here are talking, aren't they? Oh yes, Dottie. The reading bug doesn't just talk. She's a great reader as well. And the spelling bee talks too, like you heard. A loquacious logophile. A what? Loquacious. L-O-Q-U-A-C-I-O-U-S. That means talkative. And L-O-G-O-P-H-I-L-E. Logophile. It's someone who loves words. In other words, I'm a chatty word nerd. You got that right, Spelling Bee. 
And where do y'all get these books? Some I haven't even heard of before, and I read plenty. Well, the Reading Bug's book bag is magical. It can take us to any place and any time when the Reading Bug puts the books she's been reading into the book bag. This sounds like the beginning of a great story. Can you tell me more? I sure can try. Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, Reader, help me out. Once upon a time, there was a ladybug who loved to read. She read all kinds of books, mysteries, biographies, and history. She wished for a bag to carry her books wherever she'd go. But instead of a bag, she got a small seed that started to grow. What kind of a book bag grows from a seed that is planted? That's easy, a magic one, a bag that's enchanted. And that's how it all started, Dottie. Now you know how the reading bag adventures began long ago. Her book bag's magic's still strong, but it only survives when her books and our imaginations keep it alive. Incredible. Tell me more. I'm afraid I can't tell you any more, Dottie, because, you see, the story of our equestrian adventure with you has just begun. Oh, I do love a good story, and that one's the makings of a mighty fine one. Thank you. And I have a feeling it's going to get even better now that we've met you. Today, we asked the book bag to take us to Kentucky. Is that where we are now? Oh, yes, ma'am. You landed in Paintsville, a tiny town tucked in the Appalachian Mountains of eastern Kane Tuck. I take it from the way y'all talk, you're not from around here. <laughs> no, we sure aren't. Dottie, you said that National Velvet and Billy and Blaze were new books, but they were published back in 1935 and 1936. What year have we landed in? Why, it's 1937, of course. Reader, that's nearly 100 years ago. What now? Um, never mind. I am afraid you'll be disappointed if you came here looking for adventure, though. There ain't much of adventure or excitement up here in Paintsville. Most of us folk are poor as dirt. Lauren, I read in Downcut Shin Creek that 1937 was during the Great Depression. Many people all over the world, but especially in the United States, lost their jobs, their homes, and their businesses during the Great Depression. It wasn't called the Great Depression because things were great, but because it was such a huge disaster. That's the ding-dong truth. When Franklin Roosevelt was elected president in 1932, one quarter of all American workers were unemployed, and many had no home. So they roamed all around the country looking for food and work. Eastern Kentucky was really hit hard because the Kentucky Mountain families were poor, even before the Depression. There was less need for coal during the Depression because so many factories and businesses shut down. So thousands of coal workers who lived in the mountains, around where we are now, couldn't find any work and couldn't make any money for themselves or their family. Many families had to survive by eating the vegetables in their gardens, the fish they caught, and the wild animals they were able to hunt. Most of the mountain men here are coal miners, but, and there's nary any work for them these days. That means that there's precious little in the pot for dinner most days. President Roosevelt promised to make life better for Americans with a new deal. And as soon as he took office, he started working to create jobs for all the people who needed work. That's right, Bug. And truth is, my mama has one of the jobs that President Roosevelt's new deal created. But... Reading Bug, I wonder why the book bag brought us back in time to Paintsville. Dottie, we thought we were going on a horse adventure today, a trip to see some of the horses that lived in Kentucky, but I don't see any horses here. I was hoping we might see the Kentucky Derby or, or travel to Lexington, Kentucky, where Seabiscuit was born. Oh, I've heard tell about the Kentucky Derby over there in Louisville, but you're a far cry from Louisville, I'm afraid. Lexington is a little closer to Paintsville, but it would take you days to travel there, even if you could find a motor car. But I've got some good news for you. 
You don't need to go that far. We got some thoroughbred horses right here in Paintsville. You do? That's right. We got a pack horse library and a whole team of thoroughbreds. Pack horse? P-A-C-K-H-O-R-S-E? That's a horse that's used to carry things, right? That's right, B. And our pack horses carry books, magazines, newspapers, and scrapbooks. Horses that carry books? What for? Mama told me that President Roosevelt started the Pack Horse Libraries to help get books to mountain people in Kaintuck. Kaintuck may be best known for its thoroughbred racehorses, but nary a one of them is as valuable as the pack horses that carry saddlebags filled with books to the mountain people here. What makes the pack horses so valuable, Dottie? Books aren't that expensive. Oh, these pack horses don't just carry books in their saddlebags, Lauren. They carry hopes and dreams to every mountain family. Dreams? I don't understand. It's hard to explain, Lauren, but before the pack horse book ladies started bringing books to the mountain folk, most families had nary a single book, and the schools weren't much better than that. Life was drab and gray out there, full of hard work and not much play. But now, every two weeks, everybody on the mountain that wants them, colored or white, gets a delivery of books that teach them about what's happened all over the world. And those books let us imagine what it would be like to be somewhere other than here. I've been reading poetry books lately and was even inspired to write a poem about what the Pack Horse Library has meant to me. Would you like to read it? Oh, yes, Dottie, I would love to. All right. I don't usually share my writing, especially not with strangers, but y'all seem like good folk with an appreciation for literature, so here you go. Thank you, Dottie. Look, reader, Dottie has beautiful handwriting, and she's written a poem in this small book. Let me read it to you. Times are hard across the land. There's nary a penny to spare. Families work hard, but every night our pantries still are bare. There's little food for the youngins and even less for the mare. But our parents keep on keeping on. There's no time to despair. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills. Especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone. I think you'll agree. There's a book by my side that I can read. I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. The book ladies ride into town, bringing news of the world to moms and to dads and to boys and to girls. Poplar Mechanics is Paws Magazine, chock full of pictures of modern machines. And Ladies' Journal is Ma's favorite read, with recipes for homes living on a shoestring. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. If there's a book by my side that I can read, I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. And me? Oh, I love the stories that take me away from the hills of Kentuck to the Chesapeake Bay, or fly me across the sky in a hot air balloon, crossing the sea to explore Cameroon. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, 
especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. If there's a book by my side that I can read, I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. Wow, Dottie, what a beautiful poem. Yeah, it sounds like the book ladies are as precious as the horses that they ride bringing books and dreams to everyone in the mountains. Ain't that the truth. I read in Downcut Shin Creek that President Roosevelt started the Works Progress Administration in 1935 to get people back on their feet. And that one of the WPA's most successful programs was the Pack Horse Library Project of Eastern Kentucky. He created the program to provide books to the poor people in the Kentucky mountains. The WPA hired people but mostly women to ride horses or mules up rocky creek beds and along muddy paths to take books and magazines to the poorest and most remote schools and homes in the mountains. Wait, Dottie, you said your mother got a job through one of President Roosevelt's programs. Is she one of the book ladies? No, ma'am, uh-uh. My mama couldn't get a job as a book lady because she's a colored woman, like me. A colored woman? Do you mean that your mama is a black American? I never heard anyone refer to us as black Americans, though I guess that's what we are. Mostly people out here call us colored. Colored people can't get jobs in white schools or libraries. We can't even go to the same schools or libraries as white folk either, all because of segregation. I don't like that word. S-E-G-R-E-G-A-T-I-O-N. Segregation is a system that keeps different groups separated from each other. Even though the Pack Horse Library book ladies take books to both white schools and colored schools, my mama couldn't get a job as a book lady because of segregation. But she does work in the Pack Horse Library, a job she only got because they needed her. They needed your mother? For what? See, my mama's from Louisville. That's where she met my pa, who had moved there from Paintsville to work at the Ford Motor Company factory. Mama worked for the Louisville Western Branch Library, which was the first public library in the whole country to serve and be operated by colored people. When it opened back in 1905, all the other public libraries in the United States were closed to colored folks like us. Mama loved her job and she was good at it too, but she gave it up and moved back to Paintsville when my pa was injured in an accident at work. Mama has more experience working in libraries than all of the white book ladies put together, so while they ride their horses up in the mountains to pick up the delivered books, Mama and I work alone in the back room of the post office, receiving books that have been donated by people all over the country, cataloging them and keeping them mended and clean as much as we can. When the books wear out, we take them apart and paste some stories and pictures and binders so people can still read them. Reading bug. Spelling bee. Reader. It looks like we're on an adventure filled with horses and books today. Dottie, we'd love to learn more about the Pack Horse Library. Do you think you could take us on a tour of the library and introduce us to the book ladies and the pack horses that carry the books? There's not really a library, I'm afraid. Uh, at least not one that's open to the public. We just have a room where we receive, store, and repair the books that the book ladies take with them. Normally, I'd love to show you around, but I... I can't take the time today. I'm in a hurry. 
I was just about to head out to search for Ms. Audrey. Miss Audrey? Who's Miss Audrey and what happened to her? Well, it's been raining real hard, making book deliveries even more dangerous than usual. And one of the book ladies, Ms. Audrey, didn't make it back to Paintsville last night. Mama knows I'm a good writer, so she sent me out to go looking for her today on my pony. Mary Legs here. Dottie, did you name your pony after Black Beauty's stablemate? Why, yes, I sure did. Black Beauty is my favorite book. And I just loved her dappled gray pony friend named Mary Legs. As you can see, my Mary Legs is a little different than the one in the book. She's a tall, lean thoroughbred, not a pony. And she's a piebald, not a dappled gray. But she's gentle and good-natured, just like the pony in Black Beauty. Aren't you, Mary? <laughs> piebald? That sounds like a dessert, not a horse. P-I-E-B-A-L-D. A piebald horse has large, irregular patches of black and white on its coat, while a dapple gray has a color pattern of dark rings sprinkled all over a gray coat. That's right. Well, it sure has been nice talking to y'all, but Mary Legs and I need to get on our way. I'm afraid Miss Audrey won't make it through another night if we don't find her today. Why don't we go with you, Dottie? Surely the more people we have searching for Miss Audrey, the better, right? I don't know. It's pretty dangerous in these hills. You sure you're up for it? How dangerous? I'm not afraid of wild critters, but there's plenty of them. Thankfully, there haven't been any bear sightings in eastern Kaintuck for years. The only thing that scares me a little are a few of the mountain men. Most of them are fine and dandy, but there are a few mean ones up there, truth be told. Lauren, reader, B, don't you think that we should go with Dottie? She may need a few extra hands and wings to help her find Miss Audrey. I agree. Dottie, we're coming with you. Let's find Miss Audrey together. That's mighty kind of you. Okay, here, we've got two more horses hitched here that you can borrow. Let's saddle up and get moving. We don't got much time to spare. Uh-oh. I think I see Henny Penny running down the path towards us. Who is Henny Penny? Uh, Henny Penny is Miss Audrey's Henny. What in the world is a Henny? <gasps> Ooh, I know. H-I-N-N-Y. A Henny is a female mule... And the mule is a child of a horse and a donkey. But isn't it good news that Henny Penny is back? That means Miss Audrey has made it back home to Paintsville. Well, it would be good news if Miss Audrey was sitting atop Henny, but she's not. Well, hello there, Henny. Good to see you, but you're looking pretty beat up and all covered with mud. And where is Miss Audrey? Do you think you could take us to her? Looky here. Henny Penny is heading back up the trail and she's looking back at us. I think she wants us to saddle up and follow her. But we better be quick before Henny gets too far ahead of us. I'll go saddle up Mary Legs and my mama's horse Skip for you and Reader. Wait right here and I'll be back in a jiffy. While Dottie saddles up her horses, why don't we take a little break from our equestrian adventure? Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, 
from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their funny new picture book, Except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill. (laughs) That's a really big laugh, Reading Bug. What's so funny? (laughs) Oh, Lauren, hi. Do you remember when we went on an adventure to Antarctica together? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And remember how cold it was and how hard it was to adapt? (laughs) I sure do, but I didn't think it was that funny, Reading Bug. No, it wasn't. But this book called Except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill is. It's hilarious. Animal facts have all been turned completely upside down, and animals like turtles and owls insist on going to Antarctica, even though we all know that's not the right place for them. (laughs) Oh, it's so, so funny. The animals just won't listen to the narrator of the story. It does sound like a funny book, Reading Bug. (laughs) It is. Trust me. You have to read it. And so do you, reader. You can purchase source books, except Antarctica by Todd Sturgill, at thereadingbug.com. Available beginning July 6, 2021. Or pick it up at your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks. Changing lives book by book. Thanks so much to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. Reader, welcome back. I'm so happy to see you. We've got some really important work to do on our adventure today. We've got to find one of the local packhorse librarians, Miss Audrey. She's gone missing in the treacherous hills of eastern Kentucky, where she traveled to help bring books to the poor families that live there. The books that the Packhorse librarians bring to the families here help to lift their spirits and inspire them, so it's really important that we find Miss Audrey and help her get those books delivered. Since we last saw one another, our new friend Dottie let us borrow her mother's horse, and now we're riding deep into the hills and woods alongside Dottie and her horse, Merrylegs. Lucky for us, Miss Audrey's hinny seems to be leading the way up the mountain to Miss Audrey. I hope she's okay. That's right. You and your reader friend are riding on my mama's horse, Skip. Skip may be old, but he's a great old horse. Tall, lean, and deep brown. I like to imagine he might have been a racehorse before his time in Appalachia. Lauren, since we've got both of you on Skip, you'll want to hold on to the cantle while your reader friend takes the reins. The cantle? C-A-N-T-L-E. The candle is the back of the saddle, right? That's right. Dottie, Merrylegs is only carrying you, but the two of us are riding on Skip. Won't that hurt him? I'm afraid we don't have three horses, else I'd given you each one a ride. Any penny is going to need to carry Miss Audrey when we find her. But we can easily make do with the two horses we got. Skip weighs about 1,000 pounds, and a horse can carry about 20% of his weight on his back. Reader, 
What's 20% of 1,000? That's right. If 10% of 1,000 is 100, then 20% is 2 times 100, or 200 pounds. And I'm betting you two don't weigh 200 pounds, even when y'all soaking wet. Skip can carry you two no problem. That's nice to hear. He certainly is doing a good job so far. Even as the hills get steeper and the ground gets rockier, Skip is carrying us smoothly and confidently. We'll be following the creek bed at our left up the mountains, and I can point out the sights as we go. Keep your eyes and ears peeled in case we run into Miss Audrey somewhere. We're really happy to get to ride horses and see the sights with you, Dottie. But isn't there an easier way to find Miss Audrey? What if Henny Penny isn't leading us to Miss Audrey? Yeah, why don't you just call the homes on her route and see who saw Miss Audrey last? That might help us narrow down where she might be. Call? Yes, on the telephone. Oh no, we've only got one or two telephones at Paintsville and none of the mountain people have them. They don't even have running water electricity in the hills. No, the only way to figure out what happened to Ms. Audrey is for us to ride up there and find her. Oh, I had no idea. Okay then, I I guess you're right. Riding into the mountains to search for her seems like the only option. Do you really think that Henny Penny knows where Miss Audrey is? I sure hope so, Lauren. She's a good mule, and she seems to be a mule on a mission right now. I read that mules are very intelligent, loyal, and affectionate. Oh, I don't know about that, but I do know that Henny Penny loves Miss Audrey, and she knows these hills better than most people. Miss Audrey's been riding in the hills longer than any other librarian, and Henny Penny's been with her for every step. As we climb up the mountain, the path is a gentle but steady uphill climb, but it will get rockier, muddier, and steeper as we keep going up and up. It's slippery today because of all the rain yesterday, but don't worry. Skip's a strong horse, and almost as steady on the hills as Henny. Mules are especially good in the mountains because their feet are smaller and more upright than a horse's. But Skip will keep you safe. We are sitting pretty high up, aren't we, reader? And we're right at the edge of a cliff! One misstep from Skip, and we could tumble all the way down into the valley below. And the ride isn't smooth like when you're driving in a car on the highway. It's more like when you're riding in a jeep on a dirt road full of rocks and ruts. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Just hold on a few more minutes. Mountain trail levels off up ahead. The ride on the flats will be smooth for a bit before the next climb. Help! Help me! Help! Hey! Stop! Did you hear that? Henny has come to a stop. She's stomping her feet and she won't stop hee-hawing. I think she's trying to tell us something. Whoa, whoa now, Mary Legs. Reader, pull back up on Skip's reins and tell him whoa. That'll make him stop so we can listen and have a look around. Great job. I thought I heard someone calling for help. Help. Help me. Help. You sure did, Lauren. And I think Henny's trying to tell us that Miss Audrey's calling us from somewhere down below the path. And where there's bees, there's honey. Look around and see if you can spot her. Help! Help me! Help! Miss Audrey must have slipped down the side of this cliff. Look down below and see if you can spot Miss Audrey anywhere. Help! I can hear her, but I still can't see her. Help! There! I see her! She's over there! Just below us and halfway down the side of the cliff. See? Oh yes, I do see her! There's a narrow ledge sticking out from the side of the hill. And Miss Audrey is lying on it, holding onto a small tree. She looks like she might be hurt. She's covered in mud and dirt and scratches. 
Over here! Help! Miss... Miss Dottie? Is that you, girl? It sure is, Miss Audrey. Don't you worry. We've come to fetch you and take you back home. Well, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? Miss Audrey, can you climb back up the hill to us? We've got Henny Penny up here. I'm afraid that dog won't hunt. I've hurt my leg and I can't seem to put any weight on it at all. Reader, did you hear that? Miss Audrey is hurt. And she's at least 15 feet below us on a very steep hill. How are we going to be able to rescue her? Maybe somebody could climb down to Miss Audrey and help her climb up. Good idea, B. But if one of us goes down there with Miss Audrey, we might not be able to get back up. Or worse, we could get hurt too. I don't want to get two of us stuck out here. Henny Penny was able to make it back up. Maybe someone can ride her down to Miss Audrey. You're right, Bug. But that would be pretty risky for Henny and her rider too. And I don't think Henny Penny could get back up here to safety with two riders on her back. There's got to be another way to rescue Miss Audrey. What if we lowered a rope to Miss Audrey and pulled her up to safety? That way, she could drag her hurt leg without putting pressure on it. Yes! Now you're thinking, girl. I've got a long rope that I carry right here on my saddle. But it's real rocky up here, and pulling Miss Audrey won't be easy. We could slip and be pulled off the cliff ourselves. Dottie, you said that Henny Penny is good at riding in these rocky hills as any of the other pack horses. What if we gave Miss Audrey one end of the rope and tied the other to Henny Penny? Pulling Miss Audrey wouldn't be any trouble for a strong Henny like her. That's a mighty fine idea, B. Lifting Audrey should be no sweat for a library horse like Henny. Quick, help me tie this rope around Henny and send the other end down to Miss Audrey. Audrey, we're going to throw a rope down to you and pull you up. Grab on tight and Henny Penny will do the rest. Easy as falling off a log, Miss Audrey. Just make sure you keep holding on. I'm weak as a kitten after my fall, but I'll hold on come rain or shine. You can be sure. There we go. Now, Henny Penny, nice and careful, right? Reader, it's working. Henny Penny is walking slowly along the patch, pulling Miss Audrey up as she goes. Almost gotcha. You're as nigh as a pea now. You doing all right? What can't be cured must be endured. Just glad you all came along when you did. Now, reach out your hands to me and my reader friend, and we'll pull you up the rest of the way. Oh, oh great job! Oh, Miss Audrey, I sure I'm glad we found you. You're a sight for sore eyes. You are more glad than I am. Thank you all kindly for your helping hands and hooves. And looky here, another sight for sore eyes. Miss Hinny Pinny, I fretted that I might never see my best friend again. Hinny Pinny came racing down the mountain to the library this morning, just as Dottie was getting ready to come looking for you. I swear that mule is even smarter than I thought she was. As soon as she saw us, she brayed as loud as Gabriel's trumpet and then turned around and headed back up the mountain, stopping every few minutes to make sure we were following her. Hinny, don't you worry. I know it wasn't your fault that I fell. Miss Audrey, what happened? Hinny Pinny and I was walking up the mountain with the library books when Hinny got spooked by a cottonmouth snake. Its white mouth was open wide, and that snake was ready to strike. Hinny reared up on her hind legs, and I fell off and started rolling down the cliff. I must have hit my head on something, because when I opened my eyes again, the sun was setting, and my right ankle was swollen and hurting like the devil. I tried to get up but I couldn't put any weight on my leg. I think my ankle is likely broke. At night, I could hear Hinny Pinny up above me on the trail, watching over me, but when I woke up this morning, she was gone. 
I tried to climb up the cliff this morning, but I still couldn't put any pressure on my leg. I just had to hope that someone would come looking for me. And thanks to you, Dottie, I'm found. Well, my new friends here deserve a lot of the credit. We're so happy to have been able to help, Miss Audrey. My name is Lauren, and this is the Spelling Bee and the Reading Bug and our reader friend. We heard all about the Pack Horse Library from Dottie and how important your book deliveries are to the people who live here. And as book lovers ourselves, we just had to help. The books? Oh, Henny, thank good lord that you've still got the saddlebag filled with books on your back. I was worried it might have fallen off when I did. All's well that ends well. But Tag Nabbit, I expect it will be weeks, maybe even months before I can start book delivering again with my foot all twisted like it is. Dottie, all the mountain folk are going to be sad if they can't get their books while my ankle is healing. I didn't even get to the first house before falling. No time to worry yourself about that now, Miss Audrey. We've got to get you back home to see the dock. It's a wonder you made it out here on your own all night. Not a chance. I started this route yesterday, and I'm sure shooting gonna finish it today. Those folks need these books. They don't have nothing else in this world right now. And the wide mouth smiles I see when I ride up to their houses is exactly what I need, too. We're just a hop, skip, and a jump from the first cabin. Just hop me up on to Hinny Pinny, and we'll be on our way. But, Miss Audrey, you need to tend to your foot. It can wait. I'm a tough cookie girl. And besides, Hinny Pinny does all the hard work out here anyway. Come on now, help me up. Ready? One, two, three, up! Ugh! Now, unless you really want to turn things into a splatterment, let's get going! If we're gonna get these books delivered, I'm gonna need y'all's help. Yeah! Well, reader, you heard Miss Audrey. Let's go! Atta girl! Oh, Miss Dottie, you're a fine rider, and your merry legs is a fine horse. We're lucky to have you and your mama working on the Pack Horse Library. Dottie, have you ever seen a family get their books? No, ma'am. Mama and I just collect and pack up the books and magazines for you librarians to deliver. I've never delivered them myself. But I can imagine the joy they bring. Books have been a lifeline for me, too. Times are hard across the land. There's nary a penny to spare. Families work hard, but every night our pantries still are bare. There's little food for the youngins, and even less for the mare. But our parents keep on keeping on. There's no time to despair. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. There's a book by my side that I can read. I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read. The book ladies ride into town, bringing news of the world to moms and to dads and to boys and to girls. Poplar Mechanics is Paws magazine, chock full of pictures of modern machines. And Ladies' Journal is Ma's favorite read, with recipes for homes living on a shoestring. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills, especially in winter with snow and the chills. But I'm never alone, I think you'll agree. If there's a book by my side that I can read, I've never left town, but here in my head, I've been round the world in the books I have read.
and me? Oh, I love stories that take me away from the hills of Canetook to the Chesapeake Bay or fly me high across the sky in a hot air balloon crossing the sea to explore Cameroon. It can be lonely and quiet here in the hills especially in winter with snow and the chills but I'm never alone I think you'll agree if there's a book by my side that I can read I've never left town but here in my head I've been round the world in the books I have read Thank you for that, Dottie. It warms my heart to hear how much this means to you. And look, up ahead, it's the first cabin. This one belongs to the Jefferson family, and truth be told, John Jefferson's as poor as a bear that wintered up in the balsams. These books are about the only thing they've got. I'll stay back here. You all go on ahead. Nonsense! You're coming with me. If your rescue hasn't earned you the right to be out here, then I don't know what could. Come on! Miss Jefferson? Mr. Jefferson? I may be late and lamed, but I'm here with your library books. Well, I'll be. Miss Audrey, we were expecting you yesterday, and I was starting to get worried. Don't you look a mess? Well, beauty never made the kettle sing. Nope. Nope, I guess that's right. This morning we started getting visitors from up above us on the mountain. Everyone was expecting you yesterday. And they started down the hill this morning to find out if something had happened to you. We were just getting ready to walk into town to ask for you down there. We sure are glad that you're okay. And who's this you brought along with you? We getting some new librarians up this way? Oh, no, sir. My name is Dottie, sir. But I just helped Miss Audrey out. Can't be a librarian because of the color of my skin. Nonsense, Dottie. Mr. Jefferson, we sure do have a new librarian. This is Miss Dottie, and she's going to take over my route while my leg heals. Me? I'd love to, Miss Audrey, but I'm a colored girl, and the Pack Horse Library doesn't even hire colored grown-ups. Delivering books would be a dream come true, but I'm I'm worried some of the mountain folk won't take as kindly to me as Mr. Jefferson did. Nonsense, Dottie. Do you know how Henny Penny got her name? Why, yes, I do. She's named after Henny Penny from The Little Red Hen. Right as rain. And do you remember that story? Henny Penny gets hit on the head by a fallen acorn and thinks the sky is falling. Right. And Henny Penny decides that she has to go tell the king about the falling sky. On her way, she meets other barnyard animals like Cocky Locky, Ducky Daddles, and Goosey Pussy, who all decide to join her on her journey. But then they meet Foxy Woxy, a sly fox that tries to eat them up. But Henny Penny and her friends stay brave, escape the fox, and warn the king. And you know what the moral of the story is? No. The moral of the story is don't be a chicken. (laughs) Stay brave in the face of danger. This is no time to be afraid, Dottie. It's a time to be brave. The mountain families are depending on you and Merrylegs to keep their dreams alive by continuing to bring them books. And just like Mr. Jefferson, I'm sure they'll be pleased as punch to see you. Girl, you listen to me. I don't care if you're black or white 
or purple with green polka dots. So long as these books keep on coming, we're all just trying to survive these days, ain't we? And these books are like a miracle to me and my family. Thank you. Dottie done saved me. Along with these fine folks, I was lying at the bottom of a cliff with my ankle all twisted when they came up on me and hoisted me up. Without them, I'd be a goner for sure. Well then, a double thanks to all of you. But Miss Audrey, your foot is in a real bad way. You can't possibly keep on riding. She's as stubborn as Henny Penny is, I'm afraid, Mr. Jefferson. She wants to get these books delivered. There's no need for you to climb the mountain today, Miss Audrey, because the mountain folk all came to you. And we've got your new books right here in Henny Penny's saddlebag. Let's start swapping. My name is Ella Rose. Ms. Audrey taught my pa how to read and write. He's hoping for a popular mechanic magazine this time. There's a popular mechanics magazine for him, all right. A cookbook for your ma and Little Women for you. I'm like a Marie. The book lady reads the Bible to my great-grandma every time she brings us books. Miss Audrey asked me to fill in for her while her leg heals. If that's all right with you folks, you and your great-granny know that I'll be here in two weeks to read to her. In the meantime, there's a copy of Preacher Kane's sermon for her. I bet you'll be able to read it to her just fine. Miss Audrey says your ma's going to have another baby, so she slipped in a special mom's development issue of Parents Magazine, along with Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm for your sisters and Gulliver's Travels for you and your brothers. I'm Eliza Brown. After my pa was laid off from the coal mine, the book lady helped my brother get a job with the Civilian Conservation Corps, earning good money, building bridges, and planting trees. President Roosevelt's New Deal programs, like the CCC and the Pack Horse Library, are offering jobs and hope to mountain folk. I've got a surprise for you, too. Your brother told Ms. Audrey that you are mighty fond of mysteries, so she packed a few Nancy Drew books for you. When I got laid off from the coal mine, I didn't know how I could support my family. Miss Audrey helped me get a job with the Pack Horse Library just over the ridge, and I've been working there as the first book man in these parts. Dottie, it worked! You didn't have to get these books up the mountain all by yourself because everyone on this mountain decided to help. I think we've swapped all the books. I want to thank all of you for making me feel so welcome today. Now, Miss Audrey, how's about a little rest? You done so much for the folks on this mountain that it's high time we do a little something for you. After a night on your own, you and Henny must be hungry. I got some warm molasses to sprinkle on Henny's horse feed and some sassy tea and biscuits for the rest of you. It ain't much, I know, but it's something. And while you eat and rest, let me see what I can do about sitting your ankle. You got to get it wrapped up at least before you head for home. That's mighty nice of you, John. I do suppose I'm a bit hungry after all. Dottie, I'm starting to feel a little hungry, but we really need to get back home. We'll never forget our amazing adventure with you and Marylegs and Henny Penny today. And Dottie, I have a little something for you. Remember you asked me whether you could borrow a few of the books in my book bag? Well, you certainly didn't have any time for reading today, but my book bag is feeling pretty heavy right now. And I thought I'd lighten my load by leaving you with my copies of National Velvet and Billy and Blaze. Oh my word. This is my lucky day. But how will I ever return these books to you? If we leave the books, we'll just have to come back for another visit. 
But until then, remember that the second best thing to reading a good book is sharing that book with a friend. Just consider these two books our gifts to the Pack Horse Library collection. That's mighty nice of y'all. Thank you kindly. And now, Dottie, I'm afraid we need to be on our way. It was sure a pleasure meeting you and seeing the important work you're doing as part of the Pack Horse Library. As long as you and Miss Audrey and the other librarians keep delivering those books, all these wonderful people will have something to look forward to. Thank you for finding me. I might not be here if it weren't for y'all. It was a pleasure. P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E. I hope your leg heals quickly, Miss Audrey. Okay, if you're all ready, let's hop back into the book bag and head home together. Three hops on my count. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. And just like that, another magnificent adventure comes to an end. I had no idea that Pack Horse Libraries existed. All the women and the horses that were part of the amazing program really helped all the poor people living in the mountains. Look, reader, the hills of Appalachia are fading as we head back to our own homes. We saw and did so many incredible things on today's adventure. I'm not sure which part I'll remember the most. I'll never forget how much the books that Dottie delivered meant to the men, women, and children who were waiting for them. I'm going to draw a picture of Dottie handing out all of the books and magazines to the families who were waiting for them. Great idea, Bug! I think I'll draw a picture of everyone pulling Miss Audrey up the cliff to safety. It was sure a relief when we got her to the very top. We can all draw pictures of our adventure together to retell the story to our friends and family. In just a few minutes, I'll play music for us to color our illustrations to. What part of today's adventure do you think you'll draw, reader? I think I'll draw us riding on Skip together, with Dottie on Merry Legs beside us. Those amazing horses were able to carry us up the steep rocky mountains without any problem at all. If you enjoyed today's adventure like I did, and if you're interested in learning more about horses or the Pack Horse Librarians, you can read any of the books in my book bag. I have a complete list for you at www.thereadingbug.com adventures. Oh, we're back! Reader, you were incredible today! You helped rescue Miss Audrey and deliver all those important books and magazines. I just knew you could do it because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you.
Thank you so much for joining us on another exciting adventure together. And for all your hard work today, I'm really looking forward to our next adventure. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue to make this podcast. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. Music was by me and Joe Murphy. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, and Riley Savage, and by Camille Everhart and Chesney Evert. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.